welcome back. It's good to have you. It is getting hot. I love it. Sitting in the shade here, Wisconsin State Fair Park. We are live today. It's been a hell of a day. It's been fun. I love, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I love the new studio. I really do. It is comfortable. It is uh, the new home of the show and climate controlled, the whole thing, uh, TVs and state-of-the-art equipment. It's I absolutely love it, but I love getting out. I love, I mean, I know it's a little annoying because we got the uh, the planers in the background and you can hear the tools and the electrical equipment and they're getting everything ready for uh, tonight uh, when they go to open the doors officially for the first time this summer as Wednesday Night Live gets underway here at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. And the Chief Shots, the Bruce City Horns, they take the stage later on this evening. 6 o'clock, the gates open up. 7 o'clock, the stage uh, opens up as well. Got music tonight, and uh, it's a free admission, free parking for motorcycles. I think it's 5 or 10 bucks to park a car. But uh, come on in and just enjoy yourself. Well, Wednesday Night Live is back. Summer is back. And just enjoying it. Uh, but I love being out. I really do. love being out and doing stuff like this. And we have the capability to do it, which is great. We do a lot of things at a lot of radio stations and a lot of promotions groups and such. They don't ever get a chance to do. And we can do it anywhere and everywhere. And it's just awesome. And I love it. I love having that flexibility to do it for our friends, for our sponsors, and just to be able to bring you different, uh, different flavors of the state, if you will. 877-867-1670, um, So I, I know the Packers are back in the practice field. they got OTAs going on. Uh, I understand that. Um, we were talking about Jordan Love a little bit earlier. We've talked some Brewers baseball today. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit uh, about the Bucs, uh, and I do want to get into that here at the bottom of the hour because I think there is something that needs to be said, and nobody wants to say it, and I'm going to say it about the box so stay stay tuned for that uh jason says get your stopwatch and speed gun out at the don hudson center for the otas um the speed gun for uh jordan love and what kind of a zip he puts on the uh puts on the football just from the eyeball test okay just from the eyeball test i'm going to give you my thoughts on this real quick just from the eyeball test i thought last year in the game against philadelphia especially the crossing pattern of christian watson that was a laser. That was a laser. Guys that are in there every day will tell you he doesn't have the same arm strength as Aaron Rodgers. Okay? And I, I, a lot of people, including Mike Clemens, I trust. But what he threw last year to Christian Watson in the crossing pattern against Philadelphia was a laser. It was perfect. It was perfect. So, I don't know what Jordan Love is going to bring to the table as far as arm strength. Because I've known guys that have had good arm strength, but they're not accurate. They don't make decisions quickly, and the arm strength has to be there for them to kind of cover for the that synapse mistake between the brain and the arm. Um, you can make up quarter, quarterbacking is in, in, incredibly intriguing because quarterback playing the NFL, your physical ability will get. I've, I've said this all all the time. So if you've heard it before, please I, I apologize. Physical ability will get you into the NFL. You've got a gift. You've got something that somebody has recognized, and they've said this guy has the moxie and the physical athletic ability to play in the NFL. Okay? Now, when you play the quarterback position, you've already got that ability. You've got a throwing ability. You've got a scramble ability. You've got a sixth sense about pass rush, whatever. Okay? It's the uh, what, what determines whether or not you're going to be adequate, below par, above par or a hall of famer 
is your mind. It's your mental capability. How quickly – because every quarterback comes in and they all study film. They can all react. They can all see it. It's how quickly you can see it. It's how quickly you can recognize it. That's what separates the good to the great to the average to the poor. It's that synapse of a, a split second, of, of less than a split second, that makes you great. So that's where you look to Jordan Love and say, okay, maybe you don't have the same – maybe you can't throw a 95-mile-an-hour fastball the way you know Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers could, but maybe you can throw a 93-mile-an-hour fastball and throw it in the same manner, in the same split second, in the same read, in the same window as Aaron Rodgers did. And maybe you can do it with more athleticism on the run. Who knows? You know, maybe you can be great that way. Now, again, I'm throwing out a lot of what-ifs and hope and all that kind of crap. But that's what separates good quarterbacks to great quarterbacks to average quarterbacks to poor quarterbacks. That's it. So I don't necessarily need a jugs gun. But, I mean, Tom Brady didn't have the same velocity as Aaron Rodgers did and Brett Favre did. Uh, Peyton Manning did early on in his career, but Peyton Manning was just so laser-like. He threw it where he wanted it to go and was so good at it. You know, he was just so great in that sense. Um, trying to think who else. Uh, Marino, Marino had zip. Uh, Bradshaw never did. Um, they had He had a good arm, Troy Aikman did, but it wasn't the same power and zip that, that Favre had. Um, Mahomes, Mahomes gets it done in so many different ways, in so many different arm angles. Burrow has the zip. Burrow can launch. Burrow can throw the ball 60, 70 yards pretty easy. Rodgers did it with a flick of a wrist. He could do it off of his back foot. Those guys are the outliers, you know. So, you know, Justin Herbert, he doesn't have that same arm strength, you know, but he's got good mobility, good knowledge and such. Trevor Lawrence, you know. But there was something about Rodgers and Favre. Favre just would overpower you. And Rodgers could do it with a flick of a wrist. There's an art to that. There's something that God gives you when you're young to say, here, you've got a, an extra snap in your tendon or an ability or attention or something that just gives you that. Where other guys don't have that. They're, that's not the norm, you know? 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, feel free. Um, Lloyd says Favre is Randy Johnson and Peyton Manning is Greg Maddox. Well, Peyton Manning at the end of his career was Greg Maddox, absolutely. Uh, Jason says my train of thought is it's nothing I have not seen before. Love had a good freshman year. He's lost a lot of personnel, and Gary Anderson was his coach in his sophomore year and such. Okay. So it was – I look, I, I get you lose – your receivers, you change quarterback coaches, you change offensive coordinators. You can be good, you can be bad. Good ones overcome, you know. So I don't know how much it was Gary Anderson and the mishandling and misuse of the offense. I don't know. I don't know if he just didn't make plays. I do know one thing, that the touchdown passes that I saw on the highlight reel, a lot of them were to open receivers. You know, I mean, I didn't see a lot of putting it into a window where only his guy could get it. I saw a lot of good passes, arcing passes, arching passes that went downfield to open receivers. 
I didn't see a lot of that. Look what this guy can do. He can zip it into this window. He can get it past defenders. He can get it. You know, I didn't see a lot of that. That's all I'm saying. So we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. 877-867-1670. Find us. Get your voice heard. Phone lines are wide open. Uh, Merlin says, uh, for those who say Rodgers was threatened by love, that's too funny. That is not why he did not like the pick. He wanted another weapon to go with Adams since they were so close to making it to a Super Bowl. It was a dumb pick by Goody. The timing of it was bad. And you're right. He wanted another weapon. They were right there, and he felt like they could have gotten a weapon. Now, uh, you could have traded up and gotten Justin Jefferson. You could have waited and taken T. Higgins. Uh, Patrick Queen, the middle linebacker, they needed a middle linebacker help. He was available. I mean, there was numerous guys in directions you could have gone into. So I agree with that. I mean, but you take it, you move on. You know? And and the whole thing with, again, with Devontae Adams, it gets brought up, and he, he kind of speaks for Devontae saying, well, I don't think Devontae liked the way that, you know, the Packers handled the negotiation and such. Well, remember, in the beginning, when they did start talking to, to Devontae, he wanted them to sign him to a big long-term deal and be the highest-paid player right here, right now. And part of the problem was that they had not gotten the deal with Rodgers done, and Devontae got tired of waiting. You know, at the end of it, they he just finally made the determination he was going to move on, and maybe they could have given him more money. Maybe they could have said, here, we'll do what we can. Maybe it could have been handled better. Absolutely. But, again, you're – the, the concentration was not on Devontae. It was on Rodgers. Don't, don't let that fall by the wayside. Don't change that narrative. That's the way it was. Um, Greg the, says, though, but as Rodgers has aged, he never really embraced managing a game and checkdowns. Those lengthened Brady's career. That's why you look at, Jordan Love and you say look if Jordan Love has learned anything under Aaron Rodgers it's not necessarily what he did it's some of the things he didn't do and you're right third and third and two situations instead of looking for the open man and moving the chains he was going downfield it's going for the matchups now that was the philosophy a long time ago when you had James Jones and Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams and Jermichael Finley and Greg Jennings, and you could look and then eventually Randall Cobb gets you know put into the mix and such. And when you have all those guys, you know, yeah, you, you've got somebody's got the matchup. But that philosophy stayed even after all of that talent ended up going by the wayside. So – Maybe it's it's something that Rodgers didn't do that sticks in the mind of Jordan Love, and that is move the chains. Live to fight another day. Move the chains. Get three more downs. The more downs you get, the more opportunity you have to move the football, the more opportunity you're going to have to score. Hang on to the football. Keep your defense on the sideline. You know, you can you, you some of the best offensive defensive moves you can make is by having your offense continue on the field, you know? Um, Jason said, all you can do is hope that uh, he takes the natural progressive steps. And that's the point of whether or not you can judge him at the end of the season or not based upon statistics. You, you got to see, did he make the same mistake over and over again? You know, it's like when Brett Hundley was here, Brett Hundley couldn't throw an out pattern. He just he couldn't get the ball down. I, I don't know if it was the crown of the field. Um, I, I, I couldn't tell you. He just couldn't get the ball down. Downfield, he could throw downfield all day long. No problem. 
But if you had to go to a quick five-yard out or a two-yard out or a quick out at the line of scrimmage, couldn't throw it. It was always high. Now, granted, if it was high, you know, nine times out of ten it was incomplete and went out of bounds, but those are the those are the gimmies. He couldn't do the gimmies. The ones that were downfield, eh, you know what, you let other guys run under it. You know, go catch it. But he couldn't do the gimmies. So maybe if Jordan Love is really good at the gimmies and then – you know, develops the downfield camaraderie or chemistry or whatever you want to call it with his wide receivers, and they go out and fight for balls and get it and such. Maybe that whole thing's thing morphs. I I don't know, but I do know one thing: I that you're going to see this offense. I would assume with a few more live to fight another day. Just get the first down. Just move the chains. Keep the ball in the hand of your quarterback. Keep the ball in your offense. Keep the defense off the field. Keep them fresh. And then it, your your defense, one, appreciates it a little bit more. Two, your offensive line loves grinding on people. Loves grinding on people. The more you get a chance to do it, the more demoralized the defense can get. And long drives usually end up equaling, equaling success. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, I said, I don't get the whole Greg Jennings ordeal. It seemed like the whole receiver room went downhill quickly after that and driver leaving coupled with Jordy Nelson's injury. Um, Jennings wanted to be paid. Jennings wanted Rodgers to recognize him. Rodgers wouldn't. Uh, he had his guys. Um, remember, it was Greg Jennings' sister who took to Twitter and kind of ripped Rodgers and talked about some of the things that Rodgers had done behind closed doors and slighting guys. Um, And Jennings was a guy that was, you know, there was times he was wide open, wasn't getting the football. Uh, I think we are very quick to say, ah, Greg Jennings and ah, Jermichael Finley and oh, that's just bad blood. Yeah, but why is that? Why is it some guys love him and some guys say, no, he plays favorites rather than just doing what the play is called? And then we saw that with Mike McCarthy towards the end. Rodgers was like, no, I'm going to do my own thing. You know, now we're seeing the same thing in New York. He's going in and he's not talking about, you know, trying to, you know, build camaraderie with his guys or anything like that. He's, he went there to tell them what he expects of them and to raise them up by telling them what he needs and to get on his, his level. It's 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 what he stated in New York. It's the same thing. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, I'm going to switch over for uh, just a couple of minutes because I do want to talk a little bit about the Bucks. So hang in there for that. Let's go to the phone calls. Let's go to our buddy Gerard listening to us in Delaware. Gerard, how you doing, man? What's going on? It's Bill, you remember the movie The Ten Commandments where Ramsey removed Moses' name from everything, right? Yes. I wish I wish they'd do that with Rogers so we don't have to hear about it anymore. I mean I'm right. so, this guy this guy even in New York he goes there and the first couple of cracks he makes are negative things about Green Bay. Oh, it's so nice right. to be it. Then he gets into yeah. his politics. It's it's more liberal in New York than it is and he can't take it. You can't take it anymore. And there was mm-hmm. a quarterback and you were bringing up this guy who could throw the ball. There was a guy, Bill, Burt Jones. You remember him? Yeah. I remember Burt oh, Jones, was, yeah. 
Oh, he was tremendous. He had a tremendous arm. He was athletic. Since then, he took a beating. But you talk about guys who could throw the ball. Now, you spoke about Love throwing that ball to, to Watson. What about the ball he threw to Aaron Jones on the sidelines, that bullet, where Aaron Jones just made, made a comment on it a couple of weeks ago saying, oh, my God, he, you know, he threw it so darn hard I wasn't ready for it. And it hit him yep. dead in the chest. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he dropped it. Aaron Jones dropped it. But, you know, you got to give him credit for that. You know, for, for the, we only seen small sample sizes, so we don't know until he gets in the game and he starts playing. But the question I've been asking, wanting to ask you is this. During when Favre played, how much do you think John Madden built Favre's legacy, helped build it? And then when Rodgers was playing, you had Aikman, Buck, and Aaron Andrews. They were always sort of like building up Rodgers all the time. How much do you think these people had with building these guys' legacies up? Oh, I'm sure a lot. I'm, I'm sure a lot. I mean, because they built the lore around them that this was so big, that they had these bigger-than-life personalities. They built them up so much that they were considered the best of the best, the, the greatest. So, absolutely. I mean, John Madden's uh, relationship with Brett Favre was legendary. I mean, just in, in, in his – that, well, I don't want to say his, but their mutual respect and their mutual admiration and their friendship both on and off the field and such. I mean, that was legendary. No doubt. 877, appreciate it, Gerard. 877-867-1670. Let's do this real quick. We'll come back. We'll get to, to Fred and Chippewa, Tim and Sparta and company. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show broadcasting live out here at the Wisconsin State Fair coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Jeff Levering and wife Ashley love their new patio door from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. It's like having a brand new kitchen. It's so bright. It's so clear. I can see the kids outside playing. I love the roll screen. The fact that the screen is on the inside. No drafts. It's a game changer. Get 0% interest for up to 48 months at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and have everything installed in as little as a day. Visit PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. Offer ends 
Uh, they said there could be a pop-up shower or something, but, man, right now there is – I don't even hardly see any clouds in the sky. It's just perfect. So I thought it, when they the minute they said there would be a, a 5% chance of rain here today, I thought, you know, if it's going to rain, it's going to rain on me because I set up outside. But so far, knock on wood, it's been great. And no sign of rain at all. So absolutely positively loving life right now. Good stuff. 877-867-1670. That's the phone number you want to find us. Please feel free. Go ahead and give us a shout. Again, 877-867-1670. Give us a shout and we can uh, get you on. Um, Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to uh, Fred listening to us in Chippewa Falls. Fred, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Doing great, Phil. Hi, how are you? I am doing wonderfully. What's on your mind? I'd like to switch from the NFL, uh, Madden, and Favre to the NBA. Sure. You had a conversation earlier, if I'm not mistaken, about Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. Um, well, I mean, some people have talked about it. I think a caller brought it up, but yeah, why? What do you want to know? You or know, what is I'd your like thought? to add the... Uh, and maybe solve the mystery a little bit about their feud. I watched that game, the last game that Michael Jordan and Pippen played. I don't know if it was a regular season game or what, but Scottie Pippen denied Michael Jordan a triple-double. He On purpose, and mm-hmm. it was just blatant, and Michael Jordan was stunned, and it was a chance for him to either tie or break somebody's record but it was an important opportunity for Jordan and it was like the last game, the last shot towards the end of the game and he just totally denied him on purpose and it was like a, you know, it was just not right, you know <laughs> And um, Yeah, it, there was already tension there, I mean, Michael Jordan had called Scotty out and Scotty felt like he was being disrespected and I'll tell you this Scotty Pippen needs to let it go. He is never going to outmouth, out, uh, you know, heart Michael Jordan. And Jordan was, and you're right, uh, he denied him the triple-double. He didn't want to go back into a ball game. Uh, he felt like, he, you know, even when Jordan wasn't there, he felt like he was being disrespected by the organization and by Phil by not getting the last shot where they set it up for him. Uh, I appreciate the phone call. I, I agree. Look, you're never – going to outpopular Michael Jordan. You can tell everybody that Jordan was an SOB, and Jordan will tell you he was an SOB, that he wasn't going to be friends with people. He wanted to win, period, end of story. And what eats at Jordan to this day is not the way things ended, but that they ended without taking another stab at number seven. It, it bothers him because he believes they could have won again had they put the band back together and Jerry Krause had not wrecked that whole situation. So – He's still pissed off at that, not at the success that they've had, but the fact that they didn't take another stab at it. And that made him mad. 877-867-1670, You want to find us, feel free, go ahead and do so. But, uh, again, that's <laughs> it's, it's for Scottie Pippen to hang on to the angst towards Michael Jordan for so long. You know, if, if Scottie Pippen wants to, to, to air the grievances – and to get to the down and dirties and such, then completely come out, throw out all the details, give everything that went on behind the scenes, discount what Jordan has stated, or say, this is, this is in my opinion, what actually happened. 
and and what his thoughts were. But I mean, Phil Jackson's even stated like, "You look, Scotty had every opportunity in the world to to kind of you know make things right, and he he did stuff kind of reluctantly, you know." Now, here's the thing: is Scotty Pippen's looked at as kind of the sob, and Jordan's looked at as the sob who wanted to win. Scotty wanted to win but he wanted to win on his terms and selfishly while Jordan was the better player and won on his terms. And that's what, that's what still to this day rubs Scotty the wrong way. It just does. And the fact that I'm sure everybody just takes Michael, Michael's word for it. And, and Scotty's like, wait a minute. That's not exactly what happened. Jordan's never going to make himself look bad. That's why the whole thing about the last dance, while it was incredibly compelling, don't get me wrong, but the last dance was written and produced by Michael Jordan. He was never going to make himself look bad. He was always going to be the fun, the jovial guy, the guy that uh, you know looked like he was just out to win and have heart and and do everything for the city of Chicago and for his teammates. And no, that wasn't always like that. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go to Tim listening to us in Sparta. Tim, how you doing today, man? What's going on? I'm doing really well, Bill. It's so good to hear your voice. Um, uh, but before I get to what I was going to say, a further thing, the difference between Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan was known throughout the restaurants in Chicago. Michael Jordan, you know, he got every meal comp wherever he went to, but he always would order an extra bottle of wine than what he was planning on drinking so that the staff could share it. And he always tipped well. Scotty Pippen mm-hmm. was known far and wide as no tipping Pippen. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, yeah. he didn't really help. He didn't help himself with public relations there at all. Guys making no, millions I agree. And, and can't leave it. Can't leave a tip for a waiter. Yep, one hundred percent. But my, I, I love your story about um, Mun and how she changed Aaron that he was one way before her and another way after her. And I think it's just gotten worse. I think she instilled in him the celebrity bug. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Brady leaves, and as much as this pains me, because I hate giving Tom Brady any good good cause (laughs) or good, you know, it grates on me. But did he throw Belichick under the bus? and the Patriots under the bus every chance that he had to do it. No, no, no. There was always respect there. Always. And, and you know, I think Aaron Rodgers is the greatest thrower of the football that I've ever seen. But he has become Aaron Rodgers the celebrity, not Aaron Rodgers the person that he was. And that that's sad. I find that – I just find this – a sad ending to, to his time here in Green Bay. So um, can't okay. wait for you to get – Austin is a really nice guy. Uh, your, your call screener, I guess he's going to be here for a little bit, and then your replacement for yep. Ben is coming later. Um, can't wait for the new guy so I can harass him as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. He drops off. You get on board 877-867-1670. When we come back. Um, yeah, the Bucks have found their man. But I'm going to give you a little bit of a different perspective on this. 
just an FYI, because I think it's something that needs to be said. And nobody wants to say it, you know? I'm just going to kind of throw it out there. I'm not coming down on anybody specific. I just, I think there's something that needs to be said, and nobody wants to talk about it when it comes to the Milwaukee Bucks. So I'm, I'm going to get into that when we come back for a couple of minutes. We'll get back into the Packers stuff. We are, uh, we are broadcasting live. We're out here at the Wisconsin State Fairgrounds, the Bud Pavilion, as you can see. Where uh, tonight they open it up. It's Wednesday night live. It is back. Summer is back. Music is back. The uh, the free concert series is back, and it's free to admission for uh, motorcycle. It's free admission, period. But uh, free parking for motorcycles. And in addition to that, uh, I think it's only like five or ten bucks to park a car. But it's free admission to get in and come on out and just sit uh, in the nice warmth of sunshine and then, then the moonlight and check out the the the, the music and. Great stuff out here, so come on out and enjoy yourself, as always. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at the Social House, H-A-U-S, Social House, Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. Great new menu, a lot of new menu items, as a matter of fact. The Tiger Burger is my favorite over there. Uh, They have a terrific breakfast sandwich as well. The sub sandwich is really, really good, the meatball sandwich. But a lot of new menus on, or a lot of new items on the menu. Stop in and check out the Social House, West Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls, and a big supporter of the motorcycle ride and our friends at Fisher House, Wisconsin. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The roar of racing is back at Road America. Get your tickets, camping sites, or corporate hospitality space right now at RoadAmerica.com. That's RoadAmerica.com. Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. Live out here at the Wisconsin State Fair Park, enjoying uh, the sunshine. Hey, I want to remind you, though, if you're going to uh, maybe go down and watch a Brewers game tonight or over the weekend or catch some music Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, nice ash, downtown uh, Waukesha. As a matter of fact, Friday Night Live begins um, on uh, Friday, this Friday, in downtown Waukesha where they close down the streets and they have music out in front of many of the venues and you can kind of just peruse up and down in downtown Waukesha. 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. Large walk-in humidor, different flavors of hookahs, great bourbons and whiskeys, but uh, entertainment Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. So stop in to theniceash.com. Theniceash.com. Get your ash in here, as they say. 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. Um, the narrative coming out of the Milwaukee Bucks I think is interesting. And I have stated this a little bit before, but I want to get into this because I think it's something worth saying. Um, There is Adrian Griffin coming to town, appears to be the next head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Mike Budenholz are gone. Players, you know, kind of said, hey, there were some things coaching-wise that we didn't necessarily go along with and or agree with. Okay, I understand all of that. I do. Uh, you look at the coaches that are left. You look at, uh, say, a guy like Eric Spolstra. Uh, you look at other coaches that are swirling about out there. Players have to like their coaches and vice versa. And I understand all of it. I really do. Okay? I understand in the NBA specifically, when you have superstars, superstars have to get along with the coaches, vice versa. Superstars have a lot more say in the NBA than they do pretty much anywhere else. 100% agree. So what do you expect a head coach to do? 
well, you expect a head coach to call timeouts at the right time, put the right personnel on the floor matchup-wise or to gain an advantage, defensive adjustments, things like that, maybe come up with something, you know, creative to get a guy open who happens to be hot, okay? But let me say this, and nobody's talking about it. I don't care if you bring back Pat Riley. I don't care if you bring in Phil Jackson. I don't care if you dig Red Auerbach's ass up. It doesn't matter. If Giannis doesn't throw the team on his back in the postseason, now I get it, he was banged up, I understand it, okay, don't come at me with that, but you look at guys like Jimmy Butler and Jokic right now, the guys that are in the finals, when you look at other teams that have relied upon big-time players to step up in big-time moments, they either have or they haven't. And this whole thing about, you know, about Giannis talking about, you know, the steps of going through failure or not failure. And, look, you were the number one team in the NBA. You had the most wins in the NBA. You were the number one seed in the NBA. You were the number one seed in the East. You didn't make it to the post deep enough into the postseason. You didn't make it to an Eastern Conference Finals. You're certainly not in the NBA Finals. I don't care if you want to call it whatever adjective that bothers you, whether you call it a failure or not. You had everything going for you in the regular season, but yet – the epic failure again and again and again and again and again and again and again that we continually talked about was you kept blowing 20-point leads because in the fourth quarter, you couldn't play defense. The want to be better offensively, the want to be able to shoot threes, the want to be able to shoot free throws, the want, all of that, I get. And then at the end of the season, to get pissed off because you're not part of the all-defensive team, look, that's fine. But whether Giannis deserves the criticism or not, He's the guy that makes the team go. And the bottom line was he didn't do enough to lift his team up high enough to overcome. They lost the Miami Heat lost Tyler Hero for the remainder of the season with the broken hand. And everybody thought that was the beginning of the end. That was the demise. And instead, Jimmy Butler lifted up everybody else around him. Held the bench. The bench played better and extended their lead in Game 7 against Boston with Jimmy Butler not on the floor. The bench picked themselves up, and Jimmy Butler took everybody, threw him on his back, and said, we will not be denied. You know? I, I Look, I, the the argument is we didn't didn't fail. Uh, that's fine. Go, go, that, go, that's a whole discussion for another day. You can get philosophical on me all you want. The bottom line is that Middleton didn't do enough, Holiday didn't do enough, Lopez got the, one of the best seasons he had ever had, wasted, and Giannis banged up, yes, but didn't do enough. Too much one-on-one dribbling, too much turning the ball over, too many stupid moves, things that, that leaders don't do. So I don't care who you bring in. If in the at crunch time, your superstar is not going to pick you up and lead everybody down to the promised land, you know, do we really say that Giannis, yeah, he's an MVP, that's great, but really this team misses P.J. Tucker more? The guy that had a tenacity about him? Where, remember, he's the one that said, I had to come in here and teach these guys how to be dogs. Remember that? Remember that quote? And everybody agreed. Oh, he had to come in and teach us this tenacity. A guy that won't be denied. P.J. Tucker, a role player, needed to teach you to be more tenacious, to play better defense? You know? Chris Middleton melts away. He's only boisterous when he's playing well. When he melts away, he's gone. 
defense, offense, everything's gone. Giannis has to be the man. So I don't care who you bring in. And we can talk about coaching moves and certain decisions. And maybe a coach helps you out. Maybe a decision is made. Maybe a timeout is called. Maybe a, a defensive stance is played. Maybe he changes personnel. Okay. He can help you out in that regard. Absolutely. But the bottom line is he's not shooting threes. He's not dribbling the basketball off his foot. He's not turning the ball over. He's not making stupid plays in a team that just looked rather, relatively disinterested in the final quarter of that game. They look flat-footed. They look old. So, I, you know, do what you want. And everybody wants to know my opinion. Like, like if I said, oh, my God, what a great hire, like suddenly that's going to put him in the finals. It's not. Again, he may give you a couple of opportunities to be successful, but the bottom line is your stars have to be successful. Chris Middleton's a shell of himself. And if he doesn't come back 100% healthy next year, he's a, he's a paperweight and an albatross. The, the, there's, there's just other, you know, and, and look, the the because we can argue about, you know, guarding Jimmy Butler and what they did and didn't do. The bottom line was they didn't do enough as a team. So the whole thing about whether or not they should bring in Adrian Griffin and what he's going to do to change the, the mentality and maybe there's a pep in the step. Who knows? It's a long season. It's a long grinding season. And what you play for is the postseason. The Bucks played like they got the best record overall, and they quit. Like they got to the finish line at the end of the regular season. The finish line is the postseason. Instead of amping up and gearing up, they did just the opposite. They powered down. Now, is that coaching or is that your leader? Time will tell, but is that coaching or is that your leader? 877-867-1670. Hit us up. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Jeff Levering and wife Ashley love their new patio door from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. It's like having a brand new kitchen. It's so bright, it's so clear. I can see the kids outside playing. I love the roll screen. The fact that the screen is on the inside, no drafts, it's a game changer. Get 0% interest for up to 48 months at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and have everything installed in as little as a day. Visit PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. Offer ends 531-2023. Welcome back to the program. Hey, don't forget about our friends at Boondocks, Barbecue Burgers, and Brews on County Road K in Oconomowoc. They are uh, not only out there with a tremendous patio and music and televisions and all that kind of good stuff, but they also are going to be a big supporter of the motorcycle ride because Tom and his staff bring in the food truck, uh, which is going to help out uh, our friends over there at Steel Tank. So the food truck is going to be out at Steel Tank Brewery for the uh, post-ride party. So we're looking forward to that, too. So don't forget about our friends at Boondocks. When you're out riding around and you want to support a business that supports veterans and such, don't forget about our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews, really technically in Stonebank, Wisconsin, but on County Road K, it's considered Oconomowoc. So get a hold of them and uh, go in and get yourself something nice. They got a lot of good stuff, a lot of smoke stuff out there, if you're into that. Absolutely good stuff. Um, this is, oh, by the way, I got to mention this. Um, we are broadcasting live. We're here at the, uh, the, the Budweiser Pavilion 
at uh, Wisconsin State Fair Park. And why? It's because tonight is Wednesday Night Live, and it kind of kicks off the summer music concert series, which is awesome, and, and I love it, and, and we love everything that goes along with it. And hanging out here on a Wednesday night is just so much fun. And uh, one of the things I want to wish is get well. And for those that have been coming here for years and years and years and years and years, you know our good friends, uh, the Hawks, Dave and Leanne Hawk, they, uh, they own this, they run this, uh, their sons grew up in this, and they help run it too, and Matt and Brendan and everybody. But in getting ready for tonight, Leanne was out here the other day working on Memorial Day. And I, a lot of details to do. you got a you know, big business here, and you run it on Wednesday night. You get ready for Wisconsin State Fair. She fell. And when she fell, she broke her kneecap, her elbows, both of them, and her wrists. And I, I just think of all the things you can't do when you break your elbows, break your wrist. Uh, so if you break a knee or a kneecap, you're on crutches. You can, you can at least get around. Well, when you break your elbows and your wrists, you can't use crutches. So you can't walk. You can't. There's so many things you can't do. And so for years and years and years, Leanne's always been the staple out here, the person you go to for everything, the face that is the recognizable face of the Bud Pavilion. And she took a tumble out here and just, you know, when I talked to her, she said, look, it just, just tripped. That was it. And she ends up going down and broke on her way down on the concrete. She hit her knee first, which broke her and shattered her kneecap. And as her arms were out in front of her to break her fall, broke both elbows and a wrist. I I can't even begin to – first of all, it makes my gut hurt to think about, Uh, just pain-wise. Just, oh, yeah, but uh, so if you're out here, uh, she's not going to be here. But uh, if you know her, wish her well. She can at least text. She can kind of put her arms together and do a little texting. But, um, yeah, for about the next uh, four to six weeks, you're not going to see her face out here. So uh, I know there's a lot of friends of mine that listen to the show, a lot of motorcyclists that come out here, groups that come out here, the uh, the Divas. Uh, there's a Divas riding group and chapter uh, that, that come out here and ride. There's the Combat Vets that ride out here. The Blue Knights are out here. I mean, so many different riding groups that do a lot of great things, but everybody comes here. And uh, we all know Leanne, so <laughs> you may know her, but she's not going to be here. So that's the reason why. So, uh, you know, anyway, yeah, right? Jason said, oh, my God, I just had a chill go through me. Uh, it's kind of like when guys guys can relate to this. If you've ever known a guy that's played baseball and took a bad bounce right in the junk and you just go, oh, it makes you literally hurt internally, that's the same kind of feeling I had when I, I heard that she had fallen and on the way down, took the tumble, broke the kneecap, broke the elbows, because uh, both elbows were locked in front of her as she went down. So her arms were straight out and locked, broke both elbows as the bone on bone rammed into one another and then broke a wrist. I Just wow. And it's already on top of a very rough year that they've had with uh, some deaths in the family and such. So just wish them nothing but the best. Holy mackerel, without a doubt. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Um, so, uh, oh, by the way, I wanted to bring this up, too, real quick. Uh, tomorrow night, our friends at the Milwaukee Admirals wanted me to remind you as well, they're back at it tomorrow night uh, in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, so, tomorrow night, if you are not, if you don't have anything going on, and uh, you go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com, that's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com, get tickets for tomorrow night. 
as they're back on the uh, home ice down at the UW Panther Arena. Get uh, some tickets for they. Hopefully, they make it into the finals and get themselves an AHL championship, which would be fantastic. But our friends at Stenny's are going to be running shuttles tomorrow night. If you're going to be heading down there, if you want to watch the game, they're going to have it on. But a big night tomorrow night, trying to even that series up at two games apiece for the uh, Western Conference Finals as the Milwaukee Admirals back on home ice. Make sure you stop down and uh, get yourself some tickets and continue to support the Admirals, hopefully in their quest for a uh, for a Calder Cup, which would be absolutely positively fantastic. Coming up in the next hour, we're going to kind of pick up where we left off. Absolutely. We'll uh, pick up with the uh, the Packers talk. We'll talk a little Bucks basketball. This one's from Sean who says, hey, Bill, uh, I hate to say it, but I agree with you. Giannis needs to step up and get everybody elevated around him. One of his guys is Chris Middleton, correct? Question mark. Yes, it is. He said if uh, he can't get Middleton up, then who can he get up? He's got to get everybody up and moving. That team relies on Giannis to be the leader. He needs to be the leader in the most crucial of moments. That's from Sean. Sean, appreciate the email. Uh, we'll talk more about that. We can talk some Brewers baseball. Talk more about the article in The Athletic where Aaron Rodgers basically just said, and all, by the way, he never goes to the Packers. He's mad about that, dropping F-bombs and everything. So we'll talk about that as well. He said he never goes to them. Everybody, he said, it, it, there's one contradictory moment in that piece that I just find almost comical. So I want to get into that. Uh, Packers back at the OTAs. Jordan Love discussion. And, again, we started the show off today asking what some believe that he's going to be the man. Others don't believe he's going to be at all. There's a big schism between the two. We'll get into all of that. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Another hour yet to go. Coming up, we're broadcasting live here at the Wisconsin State Fair Park in the Bud Pavilion. Stay tuned. There's more right after this.